And this is where he meets a man called Jack Parsons. If you know anything about the occult or if you know anything about rocket science, (laughs) the two great mysteries of the world, of course, you'll know who Jack Parsons is. Jack Parsons was an early stage rocket scientist and extremely celebrated. So much so, there's a crater on the moon named after him. However, Jack Parsons led a double life. He was a rocket scientist by day, but by night, he was an occult follower, specifically a devout follower of Alistair Crowley, the English occultist, ceremonial magician, poet, painter, novelist, and of course, a mountaineer. He was involved in blood magic, sex magic, and various occult rituals. Parsons was really well paid. He was, as I said, a really, really high regarded scientist and he lived in a beautiful house in Pasadena, California. And this house kind of became a hub of ritualistic occultish happenings. And he was open to various, any nomadic, flamboyant, extroverted person coming through his door and he just kind of tucked them in. So in 1946, who knocks up to the door? It's L. Ron Hubbard, and he welcomes him in. Hubbard actually allegedly has a history with the occult way before he met Jack Parsons. According to his eldest son, he says that L. Ron Hubbard had first discovered magic at the age of 16 when he read Alistair Crowley's The Book of the Law. And The Book of the Law is the central text to Thelema, the religion that Alistair Crowley founded. Parsons wrote a letter to Crowley in 1946 about Hubbard, And I think it gives a good insight into the fact that they were quite close and how active Hubbard was with the sex magic rituals. He says, Hubbard is a gentleman. He has red hair, green eyes and is honest and intelligent. And we have become great friends. He moved in with me about two months ago. And although Betty and I are still friendly, she has transferred her sexual attraction to Ron. Although he has no formal training in magic, he has an extraordinary amount of experience and understanding in the field. From some of his experiences, I deduce that he is in direct touch with some higher intelligence, possibly his guardian angel. He describes his angel as a beautiful winged woman with red hair, whom he calls the Empress, and who has guided him through his life and saved him many times. He is the most thelemic person I have ever met and is in complete accord with our principles. Jack Parsons mentioned someone called Betty there and it was his girlfriend at the time who was called Sarah. Betty was like a pet name. They were in an open relationship. Jack Parsons was a really early adapter of free love. This is again 1946. And as he notes, Hubbard got involved with the sex magic rituals. The sex magic rituals were something that that Parsons was experimenting with with the intention of creating the Antichrist. So these rituals took place in Parsons' house and Hubbard here also learned how to practice hypnosis. There's evidence from Hubbard's personal writings, not intended to be published, that he believed in the magic he was doing and practices, specifically the guardian spirit with the flaming red hair. Hubbard began to self-hypnotise in this time and he said he would write in his journal almost like what we would consider to be affirmations uh, saying that you want you are wanted by all women, you are better than all men, you are an all-knowing being, you don't have any of these physical ailments that you suffer from and he would do this apparently every single day and they're actually in some of the doctrine in Scientology even to this day. Let's talk a bit about the sex magic. <laughs> 
Hobart and Parsons began a series of magic, and that's magic with a K, ceremonies, performed from January to March 1946. They were called the Babylon Working. So the aim of these sex magic rituals was to manifest an individual incarnation of Babylon, who in Thalamic beliefs is an archetypal divine feminine And in her most abstract form, she represents the female sexual impulse and the liberated woman. She is also referenced as, and this is in Alistair Crowley's work, much predating L. Ron Hubbard, as the scarlet woman. It's been described as what happened uh, is Parsons would use his magical wand to whip up a vortex of energy so the element would be summoned. And in layman's terms, that is Parsons wanked off in the name of spiritual advancement, while Hubbard, who was referred to as the scribe in the diary of the event, scanned the astral plane for signs and visions. Get access to Red Room for only six euro this January and access all 25 previously released episodes, including the episode you just heard, where we take a look at the mysterious beginnings of Scientology and its founder, L. Ron Hubbard. We've covered everything from UFOs, the QAnon conspiracy, sleep paralysis, past lives and the simulation theory. So if conspiracy, true crime and the paranormal are your thing, sign up now on patreon.com forward slash Red Room Pod.